Hello and welcome to Keanu Club, like a cool breeze over the mountains. This is episode 42, Me and Will, from 1999. I'm Mike Manzi. And I'm Joey Lewandowski, and this is the first Keanu Club movie that I have not seen and did not watch, but we will get to that in a second. But with us today, before we get into the movie, or the lack of a movie really, we have Holly Gore. Hello, Holly. Hey guys, thanks for having me on the show. This is your first Keanu, right? Or have you been on before? No, this is my first time with Keanu. And we didn't even make you watch a movie for this one. I know. I feel like I'm uh, getting away with something here. So the movie that we're supposed to record today or talk about today is this movie called Me and Will from 99, as Mike said. But Mike watched the movie and realized sort of what we had kind of come to fear about this movie, right? Absolutely. In, in, <laughs> in our worst ways. These are like our worst fears. I mean, this wasn't even a situation like Welcome to Hollywood with Cage, where we got an entertaining Alan Rifkin mockumentary. But sure. this, this is like beyond even cowgirl get the blues disappointment type level i mean keanu's in it less you want to quickly explain why we're not actually talking about the movie today and then you can do a quick review okay so basically we're not talking about the movie because keanu is only in the opening sequence with his band dog star performing the opening number and then isn't in the rest of the movie whatsoever (laughs) <laughs> um, doesn't doesn't say anything, just plays his bass, kind of jumps around on stage and yep. falls on his back at one point and yep. um, drinks drinks a beer or something, and then he's out of there. And then the rest of the movie is about two girls trying to reenact Easy Rider. Basically, they are biker girls who love Easy Rider and are going somewhere to have experiences on the road, and it is just bad. It is flat Ugh. and pretentious and hard hard to watch i i suffered through it i mean even cowgirls get the blues at least that had crispin glover and you know uh lorraine brocco i mean i don't know it it had stuff uh, but this just just had nothing i was so disappointed and so now, we're is he taking billed oh. as being in the movie as himself or he's billed as, as dog star right yeah, and I think the other guy in the movie is McDreamy, who I always forget his name, who played McDreamy, but... Um, Patrick Dempsey? Patrick Dempsey, yeah. He's in the movie, he's very much in this movie, he's like the main actor in the film, aside from the two women. Wish it was Keanu, would have made a lot more sense, you know, he's into motorcycles, this is sort of trying to be a motorcycle film in, in the old tradition of like the 70s biker films. Uh, so... We are taking this opportunity to do an episode that we've been kind of meaning to do since the beginning of Keanu Club, which is an episode about Keanu's band's Dog Star and their music. There is a YouTube playlist of their 28 or so songs. If you have Spotify and you search Dog Star, they have a collection that came out, I want to say like three years ago. I don't think the band is really, truly still active. We can get into that in a little bit, but they put out three years ago like this Dog Star, the complete collection. So there's about an hour and a half worth of music that you can listen to. So we're going to try to sort of tackle that today instead of talking about me and Will. Now, the, the one thing that worries me about a future Keanu Club movie is that he's also credited, or Dogstar is also in Ellie Parker, which is the Naomi Watts movie from 2005, and I really wonder if it's going to be another situation like that. Like, I don't know, we haven't really, I haven't looked into that movie in terms of whether he's actually in that movie or not, but when I was reading the Dogstar wiki, they were in this movie and that movie. Well, at least that'll have Naomi Watts in it. I mean, this had Patrick Dempsey. I had to watch Outbreak after this to get some good Patrick Dempsey movie 
in me to wash the taste of this one out of my mouth. But yeah, this just didn't have any support to it. Yeah, so going all the way back to Letting Go, the third episode of Keanu Club, where he played Stereo Teen, we know that Keanu's been a man interested in music. And so we've talked about Dogstar in a couple different episodes up till now, but this is the first time that I've ever, ever actually listened to their music. And it is not great. I don't really want to get too far into it before we let our guests speak, but Holly, what did you think of Dogstar? So Dogstar is definitely what I would have listened to in high school, driving <laughs> around in my geo tracker in the summer. Like it felt like, you know, like a bargain buy at Hot Topic that you buy because it's like $5 on sale. Like very grunge alternative music. Definitely not something I would listen to now. But it wasn't too horrible. I mean, it's, it's obviously a passion project for Keanu and you can tell, but it's not horrible music. It's just okay music. It feels like just a bunch of friends jamming in a basement and then one of them is Keanu Reeves and because of that they're able to get out into the world like it's not bad but I think there's a quote on their wiki page about oh there's a dog star tv series that's not what I wanted what I wanted to click on at all but there was a quote on their wiki page about how they eventually decided to play for a live audience and later Keanu Reeves would describe that as quote a huge mistake so it seems like they just wanted to have fun and just sort of play music with each other like the dog star I think began when he and another actor who's most known I think for like a soap opera just started a conversation because one of them was wearing like a hockey jersey and so mm-hmm. Keanu I think Keanu was like hey you need a goldie and so they started like playing hockey together and they liked music together and they were both actors and then they just started jamming and so they made dog star and they just became as famous as they are which I guess is to say not very because Keanu's in the band, right? Like, I can't imagine, like, because that's not bad. It's just not, like, it's not great. Yeah. I also thought of Bruce Willis because uh, celebrities, actors, actors with bands, like crossovers like that, you know? And I mean, this is definitely better than his project. Like, he plays the harmonica and it's just nails on a chalkboard. I mean, this stuff, I can, I was at least, okay, so like, I, I was liking it until the vocals came in basically i was like oh i could get into this i could yeah like i like this this mood this is giving me like a mood i like and then suddenly the guy started singing and it kind of just ruined it for me otherwise this is just pretty good late grunge stuff i would hear at starbucks music that you see sold at the register i mean i just did the um that now and again podcast and there were like two or three bands on that episode um, volume four that sound like this you know that had success in the late 90s early 2000s type of era and yeah definitely because of Keanu they got their notoriety but you know it's not because of him that they became superstars because of their music like he's not Flea or you know Les Claypool on the bass he's just a rock bassist doing the basics I didn't hear any kind of extraordinary musicianship especially coming from him necessarily and they're just good they're okay it's just but those vocals were tough even the lyrics they were very basic trying to remember the one song that stood out but it's like you were a good girl but you're a bad girl you're a good and bad girl. Like it's very, again, it's very like stuff that like you listen to in high school and you're like, this speaks to me. And you look at it 10 years later and you're like, oh man, why was I so into that? 
I really kind of wish that this was like a chick singer, because I feel like, just like you guys, the main vocalist doesn't do anything for me, and I don't know if it would necessarily convey more to the music if it was a different vocalist, but it would be more interesting, I think, or if the if the guy singer had more range. It just feels like everything he's singing feels the same, and I feel like it's definitely one of those kind of bands that you would, like Holly was describing in terms of her history, her specific era in her life. Like, I listened to Evanescence for like a month, and I was just like, oh, they're the, be- <laughs> they're the best band of all time. And now, like, you look back at them now, you're like, oh, God, like, what was I doing with my life? But I think this is sort of that kind of thing where they have something cool. The instrumentals are pretty cool, even if it's just sort of like a a knockoff of a knockoff of Nirvana in some sense. I I listen to all the songs. I listen to at least half of all the songs. I skip forward through almost all of them because, like, there's just – there's nothing – they don't build to things – there is one song that I liked more than the rest. It was a longer one. And I looked down and I was like, I'm kind of feeling this. And there was like still five minutes left in the song. I was like, oh, I am not going to get through this. The style is um, very fitting because I think it said on Wikipedia they were active from 91 to about 2002, which was the same time like Black Hole Sun and that whole grungy like, ooh. Yeah, the creed. Seattle wave. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it fit the time. It just, you know, I... I guess that doesn't hold up so well throughout the years. Part of it for me is it just felt like there was no edge to it, right? Like, you know, Soundgarden, Nirvana, like these bands, like even Foo Fighters now, like there's edge to that stuff, you know, that that kind of screams rock and roll. And, and this to me just feels like Joey said earlier, a bunch of friends having fun that have the benefit of Keanu being in their band and therefore they can get a, get a record deal if they want one or put out a couple records and it's no big thing and you know they could be heard of and they could be a thing for a while and they can have their fun i did find that the song that i liked more than the rest is the history light but it's six it's over six minutes long and i was just like i can't get through all of this like even when they have stuff that's kind of good it all kind of reverts to that mean where everything just sort of sounds the same there was one song i don't remember the name of the song i'm not going to go back and find it but there's one song that kind of starts out with like a little bit of like a bass riff or like a bass groove and i was like yeah keanu get it like that's that's the one thing i'm listening for the rest of it just kind of like everything just falls into like a muddy mix of just i can't really tell what he's doing in the given song i mean i'm not as I said on my episode of Now and Again, I'm not really good at describing music, and music's never really been a huge part of my life, so I can't really describe it well, but I just know that he kind of recedes to the background, and like a movie that we would watch where he's not in it much, I kind of wish that there was more, like, I know this is an extreme example, but like if this was like Primus, where it's just like, you know, the bass, it's all about the bass, it's all about Les Claypool, it's all about, you know, him right up front, like, that would be cool, but mm-hmm. here, it's just like, he's just there, he's just in the band, and he's just hanging out, which is totally cool. I just wish that for the Keanu Reeves band, quote-unquote, he would have been in it a little bit more, or a little bit more noticeable or something. Yeah, that's a good point, because I also expected him to be the front man, front and center. I mean, maybe not necessarily singing. I didn't even know, like, was he, before doing Keanu Club, I never really heard Dogstar. I have heard of them, but I didn't know if he played guitar or sang, or, I mean, I know he didn't play drums, but, I mean, if he was just singing, or whatever, but, yeah, more of a front man is what I was expecting, and, and to not get that was disappointing they opened for bon jovi they played in concerts with david bowie they did uh, a music festival over in Glass- what was it, glasgow yeah glastonbury one of those um, uh, yeah the glastonbury festival in 99 they no but they had two big bands open for them oh rancid and weezer and weezer apparently weezer's this is according to wow. wikipedia which is rancid like weezer i get 
Two different ends of the spectrum there. Hey, man, whatever. So the same way that I offer disclaimers on IMDb trivia, this is reading off Wikipedia, so it's just as susceptible. They said that Weezer's first gig was opening for Dogstar, which if that's the case, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's right. That rocks. <laughs> like, that is the definition of rock. <laughs> A band like Weezer that will become epically bigger than the band that they open for. They're apparently currently reviewing footage for a project that reflects their years touring. Oh, um, cool. I'd like to watch that. Maybe there's a documentary. I mean, it could be cool. It's it's sort of the same thing that, like, how Keanu or Cage or whoever we're doing did these movies that we just never heard of. There's just bands like Dogstar that are famous for one reason or another, like in this case, just because Keanu's in the band, that I've just never heard of, you know? So it's just, I, I would like to sort of see this kind of unknown band with one movie star in it hitting the road, and I'm sure that they had to deal with, like, crazy weird things that a band of their size never had to deal with just because Keanu's in the band. Yeah, I wonder if it kind of centered around his schedule, like if he did it in his free time or if they went where he went. So I guess the tour footage would be pretty cool to see how that went, especially if you're like the bassist. You you can't really call the shots. So how does that work? Yeah, he's much more like a um, an employee of the band, it seems like, <laughs> than running the show. But yeah, I'd like to see Keanu's band followed around more than other celebrity bands. Like, I want to see what his life is like off screen because he just seems so aloof to me. Like, I don't have any kind of concept of what his private life might be like, as opposed to, like I said on earlier shows, you get guys like Tom Hanks tweeting lost clothes all around New York City, you know, crashing weddings and being very outgoing. I just can't get a handle on what his personality is off screen so that would be kind of interesting to see for me i know that keanu eventually quit the band just because his acting schedule wasn't able to keep up with what i guess what the band required what i think is funny is that me and will comes out the same year as the matrix and so obviously this was just like an afternoon for him like they just probably played a couple songs for the crew and they filmed it for the movie and that's it and they just left but i like that this this is the same year that the matrix came out well you know what it actually looks like that this is an actual dog star performance and they were just sort of stealing shots in this scene like with okay. permission you know like not like they weren't mm -hmm. aware but it just kind of felt like yeah like come down to the bar dog stars playing they said you could film it and use it for your movie for free or whatever and you know just keep me off the dvd cover or whatever <laughs> but that's how it felt to me you know it didn't really feel like much more scheduled than that what I really would, like, you know, I'm laughing about thinking, but then I realized that it happened a couple of years later, is that someone stumbling across this movie, Me and Will, which is written, produced, and directed by the two stars. So this was clearly, like, two women just like, hey, let's make a movie about ourselves doing Easy Rider, or whatever the plot is. Like, I, I'm, I'm so disinterested in this movie that I still already kind of forgot what Mike described to us ten minutes ago. Um, <laughs> but it's just them, it's, I guess, just like a passion project about them. But what I love is someone finding this movie and watching it, being like, is that? No, that, that can't be. Keanu Reeves just like like wait what like because the, if they they have like one or two close-ups of him including like Mike said him falling over onto his back and it's just it's it's so weird but then I realized that in Euro Trip which is not a movie that I've seen in its entirety Matt Damon's just in a band in that one and so I guess there's a history kind of of movies with major famous actors being in a band for one scene and that's it so even if that history is just two movies maybe this started a precedent in cinematic history do we know what song they're playing in dog star at the beginning they're playing a song called denial it's the one that jesus loves me can you feel it okay. which is it's a it's kind of it's not great it is i think one of their better songs which i guess is good 
Yeah, I guess we could say not only is that dirty track dog star set list on YouTube, but this entire movie's on YouTube. So if you want to watch that opening sequence with Keanu for yourself, you can just check it out. Yep, on YouTube for free, not like YouTube to rent, like YouTube just somebody uploaded and I guess nobody cares enough to take it down. Like, this is a movie that we bought, like I own on DVD, and I'm just probably not gonna watch because why would I? Oh, so here's here's the um, opening lyrics for Denial. There is love here, can you feel it? It's from me, it's for me, and I stole it. If caught, I'll deny it, I'll scream and I'll fight it. Like, that's that's not, that's like stuff you write in high school. Poetry that you're like, I, this, I'm going to get famous with this. And then you realize you have a live journal that you should probably go through and delete and come across this stuff. So I was kind of half listening to the music. I mean, I was paying attention to it, but I wasn't into it to the point where I was just like, oh, like, let me obsess over these lyrics. Plus, when I listen to the music, I'm not really paying attention to the lyrics. And then I got to this song, and it's Jesus Loves Me, Can You Feel It? And I was like, wait, are they a Christian rock band? I was like, no, like, I just read their Wikipedia entry. Like, if they're not a Christian band, I just... The multi-denominational. They, they <laughs> everybody's included. I guess. I mean, we we know we, we've already talked about the Matrix and the religion there. We talked about Little Buddha. We talked about how spiritual Keanu is. Maybe that's what this is. I don't know. Well, how great would it have been if they had a song called Devil's Advocate, like about yeah, if they had a song called The Matrix. I mean, I'm not. not I think you see where I'm going with this. <laughs> like, just write songs about how awesome your movies are. That's what I want to hear. I just looked up, on a side note, I just looked up Ellie Parker, and Keanu is once again credited as Dogstar. So I feel like we might have a Dogstar Revisited podcast six years from now, in 2005, when we have the name of Watts, Ellie Parker. And so I might have to message Zach and be like, hey, you don't have to do this movie after all, because uh, not really in it, I don't think. Dogstar Revisited, now and then. I don't want, I don't want to listen to <laughs> more Dogstar. <their> <laughs> the <laughs> like, second half of we all We gotta come songs. up with some other, some other thing to talk about on that episode, but... I know. Here's more. Uh, here's another song, "Bleeding Soul," and the okay. lyrics are, "I don't want to be here, but I need to be here. I wish that I could. I really feel the need to let my body go, let my feelings show. Here comes another worn out. Here comes another burned out. Here comes another bleeding soul." Yeah, you wow. you speak the truth, Holly. <laughs> They're so cheesy, but you know, like. Look, when you're an actor, you can kind of do whatever you want. So you know what? Be in a band if it makes you happy. Because, I mean, it's it started – well, they, they started in 91, and so he obviously done maybe 15 or 20-ish movies before that he'd done Point Break around that time. But, I mean, he's not really – he was Ted – I mean, he's he's big, but he's not like – he's not the Keanu in 99. He's not the Keanu in Me and Will. He was in the mainstream. Like, he was a young, up-and-coming action star – like, he was getting the spotlight. Like, it's weird because he was it's just, you know, to mention Bruce Willis again, like the other guy with the band, like he was mentioned in the same breath as Bruce Willis. And they have there's an age gap there. I feel like they're from two different generations, but he was more known than you might might realize. And it was kind of weird. I feel like not just him, but like people who try to sort of bounce from actor to singer or a lot of rappers got it trying to become actors like they just got a lot of shit for doing it too you know so i could understand why maybe he would want to fly a little further under the radar with his band and play the background a little bit more are there any actors today who are in bands i'm sure there are i just can't think of any like oh totally johnny depp i know is in one oh uh who's the home alone guy macaulay oh macaulay culkin yeah pizza wolf isn't that his band Oh, I guess, uh, so I was talking to Chris Mattiello, host of Now and Again, which we've mentioned a couple times, and go listen to Now and Again, not just mine and Mike's episodes, but the other episodes too, because they're 
probably even better when there's actually people like, you know, Nico, who knows music and, like, is passionate about music, as opposed to me and Mike are just like, yeah, let's talk about music and movies. But Chris was talking about how he wants to do a side project of vanity songs and vanity albums like there are a lot of actresses especially and there's some some actors too who don't necessarily aren't in bands but they have songs out like they tried to become musical artists and so i guess there's a lot of those in terms of just pretty much pick any you know movie star like female movie star from the 2000s and they have a song out there pretty much so I don't know, it's it's not the direct correlation, but there is sort of a precedent of actors becoming or trying to become singers sort of at the same time or maybe instead of it. I think, uh, didn't Gwyneth Paltrow have a duet with CeeLo and then put out a movie duet with Huey Lewis? Like she, really? I, yeah, like that movie wow. duets is, whoa. It's about a karaoke contest, I think. I've never, I've never even heard of it. Yeah, with Huey Lewis. But yeah, and then she danced around with CeeLo and sang, you're right, Joey, like, I do feel they are like, oh, like, I'm not, maybe I'm not bored, but I just want to try this, and I'm rich and famous, so I can afford to fail if that's what happens. I can just invest money into my attempt, and if it takes off, that's great, and if not, it's kind of like, okay, on to the next thing. Well, I'm also never surprised when I'm watching something and an actor or an actress is able to sing or dance or play the piano or something, because in my head, and I know this is an an over-exaggeration, everyone that we see on screen, I'm assuming, can do all of those things, because... For the most part, unless you just sort of like backed your way into acting, I feel like if you're well off enough that you can be from like a little kid and be like, I want to be an actor when I grow up, you're probably going to learn how to do all of those things so that if you have to do any of those in a part, either as a professional or on your way to becoming a professional, you're not held back from something because like, oh, I can't dance or oh, I can't sing. So whenever somebody just like is able to sing or dance or play the guitar, I'm never surprised. So I guess this really comes down to which actors or actresses want to actually put music out into the world as opposed to Keanu who kind of just wants to do it with his friends and then that just sort of for one reason or another gets put out into the world. Yeah that's kind of interesting because that kind of reminds me of like Zac Efron right like doesn't he sing dance and act in the high school musical movies like that's kind of where he got his start and now he doesn't sing anymore or any of that in his movies but if he belted one out it would be yeah like that would make sense and uh he is a world-class dj and we are your friends though so let's not let's not take away from him in the music realm entirely but go on but but it's funny because like i think of travolta is like sort of the original version of efron with greece and everything and like i just but i can't picture him sort of busting out into some maybe in hairspray he did now that i think of it but like i can't think of guys like tom cruise just like doing a musical it, but he sings in top gun does he oh you're right he does yeah so you're right you're right like to be an actor you should sort of be that triple threat if you can be like i'm not saying that every actor is a great singer but they're all good enough singers that they're passable like with not autotune but like well, we'll fix that in post. But yeah, when when they're at the bar, I think early on in the movie, he and Goose are just sort of drunkenly singing. What song are they singing? I can't even pull it right now. You lost that love and feeling. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, so he sings. I, yeah, I don't think that Tom Cruise is ever going to just like flat out star in a musical, but like, you know, Ryan Gosling doesn't seem like the music type and he is in Blue Valentine. He's like singing the playing guitar the whole movie or like the little, the tiny little guitar and now he's in La La Land singing, and, or maybe not singing, but dancing all around the screen. And... Yeah, he came from the Mickey Mouse Club, so he was singing and dancing and all that real early. (laughs) Never be surprised 
when an actor and actress can sing or dance or play an instrument. I ran out of things to talk about with Dogstar like 10 minutes ago, so I just was talking <laughs> about other things. Holly, do you have any other lyrics that you found especially moving or deep or anything else about the band that you wanted to talk about? Um, do we know how they got the name Dogstar? Yes. I, oh, I, I found I looked it up. Hold on. Oh, good. <laughs> so, so they were originally first known as Small Fecal Matter, no. which is the worst no. name. <laughs> and then they became so BFS, and it was called for either Big Fucking Shit or Big Fucking Sound. And then they eventually settled on Dogstar after Robert Mailhouse, who's the guy who I think is the drummer in the band. Yeah, he's a drummer, backing vocals. He's the guy that Keanu saw wearing a hockey jersey and just went up to the guy. Robert Mailhouse found the name in the book Sexus, written by Henry Miller. And Sexus is part of the Rosie Crucifixion series. Don't know what it is from 1965. So it's some weird, obscure literary reference that they plucked. I mean, it's kind of a cool name, I guess? Dog star, isn't that like serious? The star in the like, it's an actual star in the sky. Like yes. that seems to me like the reference, not this obscure literary whatever thing going on. So if you if you search dog star on Wiki, there are five things that come up. Actually, there's six things that come up. There's the okay. dog star series in the constellation Canis Major. There's the band. There's a short story called Dog Star by Arthur C. Clarke. There's an Australian TV series called Dog Star. There's a fictional bar in The Returned, which is the US TV series based on The Revenants, the Le Revenant. There is also a theater in Brixton called The Dog Star. So I, I'm imagining that all of these things came from the same source material, but this is the only one that we actually, like, we're ever going to like come across other than the star, I guess. Wow. That is, I, I am so shocked by their previous names like the name like with the fecal matter and the shit this and that like that seems (laughs) a little strangely obsessive in one direction um i'm shocked i mean why can't you just be like wild stallions take that name what the hell yeah i guess you can't do that but i mean really like i'm glad they somehow settled on dog star i mean it's way way far from where they started but i'm glad they landed there if you want to know more about Dogstar, Holly just sent me a link. There's an article on Vice called I Was in a Band with Keanu Reeves. It's actually <laughs> a really awesome read. Rob Mailhouse, who's the drummer, is an interview with him and a guy from Vice. Cool. And it's just from last year, so it's timely. Oh, great. Yeah. And there's pictures of them performing. Apparently they performed on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Oh. Yeah, I think that clip's online. I think that's oh, up good. there. I know we're going to get Keanu back in a documentary about the Sunset Strip at some point. So Mayor of the Sunset Strip, yep. Yeah, so I hope we get some dog star footage in that. We will see. I mean, I'm sure I actually didn't look. Were any of the things on YouTube, were they all just audio or were any of them like music videos? Um, I just kind of stuck to the playlist. I saw that that Leno clip was up there. I never, I didn't ever click on it. I didn't have time <laughs> to get to it. I, I intend to. But yeah, I just was trying to get through the 30 songs that they have and i think that's all they have right they're just 30 songs which is kind of nice it's like a nice round number there is the clip from where they're on jay leno there's also they made a music video this guy calls it the first and best dog star video ever made called for the song ride but it looks like a lot of the other ones are just audio or interviews about them i guess there's a little bit of dog star footage out there but you kind of have to hunt for it outside of the main few hits but it, it, it exists or you can just watch me and will well, don't watch me in well. <laughs> Just tr- try, and, uh, try and imagine a movie where Keanu is an aging rock star going on, on a cross-country ride on a bike by himself or something. Like, that's a movie I want to see at this point. Yeah. Holly, any other last thoughts about 
the movie that you didn't watch or the band that you did listen to? Stick to your passions. <laughs> you know, you can you can be famous and have it all. Yeah. I don't, you know, it wasn't bad. It was good for him. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. Like, I think that's, that's the important thing. It's not bad. It's just not great. I don't think we're the target demographic, is the is the bottom line. No. Yeah, no, I think their time has kind of passed sonically. Like, I just think, like, the world is on to different sounds, and the rock they do want to hear needs to be a little harder. Yeah, some. I mean, because some of it, the closest they kind of get to modern-ish is they kind of sometimes sound like light Foo Fighters. Like, but not mm-hmm. Foo Fighters, like, they're hits. Like, sort of their, their more ballady stuff. Like I said before, I just get the feeling like they're doing it for fun, and it comes through that they're having fun, but for me, it doesn't move me. You know, it's fine, but I just <laughs> I need something with a little more push. Well, thank you very much, Holly, for joining us. You'll be back in chronology, I think, in 14 years for 47 Ronin, so you've got a lot of time in between now and Keanu becoming this Asian samurai warrior channeling spirits and mythical powers, but you were a delight on this episode, and thank you for joining us and playing along with the Audible that we called. Thanks so much, guys. I always have a fun time on this show, so I'm always glad to be asked back. So for all things Cage Club and Keanu Club and all things on our podcast network, you can go to cageclub.me or facebook.com slash cageclub. You can see all the Keanu movies that we've done already, everything else that's we've that we've covered. We just wrapped, by the time you're listening to this, about a month ago, we wrapped our one-month little Shia experiments. So there's 30 episodes of Shia movies to listen to, so go check those out. But lots of fun, free things to listen to over at cageclub.me and facebook.com slash cageclub. I'm Joey Lewandowski. And I'm Mike Manzi. And that was Holly Gore, and we'll see you next time on Keanu Club. <laughs> <laughs>